Hello and welcome, one and all, to another episode of the A to the K Wrestling Show. I'm Carl, joining me as always, the man who puts the fucking A in A to the K. It's this guy right here, it's Anthony. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Thank you for that lovely introduction there, Carl. So it's a hell of a week we've got in store for everyone, as always. Um, Coming up this week, we've got the Ringside Report, in which we're going to cover all the latest news and rumours from the world of wrestling this week. Then we're going to talk about the four big shows being Raw, NXT, Dynamite and SmackDown in This Week in Wrestling. And I'll mention a little extra NXT... What did they call it? Vengeance. So Day. innovative. We'll cover that as well. <laughs> All in This Week in Wrestling. So a nice, nice jam-packed This Week in Wrestling for you this week. And then, obviously, every week we have a nice, unique segment. And, Carl, do you want to tell the people what we've got well, for the unique Anthony, segment this week? Well, Anthony, love is in the air. Valentine's Day has just been and gone. So we only felt it was fitting, you know, to declare our love this week for your Olympic hero and mine, the one and only... Kurt Angle, so we're going to have a little segment on that, on why why we love Kurt Angle. Um, there's so many reasons, so we'll be talking through that. Yeah. <laughs> it, does, it needs addressing. It does, it does, it does need does. addressing, that's fair. <laughs> right, so, um, given that the ringside report is our first one, Carl, shall I do a run-through of the headlines on what we've got coming do up it. this week? So, this week, Carl, on the ringside report, we've got WWE superstars and crew members reportedly furious backstage at SmackDown. We have Davy Bo- Boy Smith Jr. hinting at joining WWE. We have uh, Braun Strowman suffering an infection in his bloodstream. We have WWE uh, making multiple signings, notably Taya Valkyrie and Harlem Bravado. We have a Sammy Guevara in the bad books, potentially, with Tony Khan over an impact appearance. We have Casey Catanzaro receiving criticism over COVID-19. We have the rapper... Bow Wow. Is he just Bow Wow now? <laughs> Lil Bow Wow. Uh, training with WWE Hall of Famer ahead of signing with WWE. We have Eli Drake signing with WWE. Signings <laughs> everywhere. We have Goldberg agreeing with Taker's opinion on uh, wrestling today being soft. And funnily enough, we have Cena disagreeing <laughs> with Taker's opinion that wrestling today is soft. <laughs> and lastly, we have um, Cody Rhodes being potentially injured. All that coming up. Right, right now. now. And I believe the first one is me to kick it off this week. Um, <laughs> and a bit of an interesting one. So um, news broke that um, during SmackDown this week, apparently um, the majority of the crew members and the superstars were pretty pissed off, if you will. Um, I believe the uh, a tweet came out from WrestleVotes, who's been you know, quite accurate on you know, predicting some of these things um, has come out to say that the level of unhappiness and straight-up anger was at an all-time high backstage. Um, Everybody from the WWE superstars all the way through to the crew were were upset. So um, no one really knows, you know, the official reason behind this, but a lot of people are alluding to um, a meeting that took place earlier in the week uh, with WWE officials around. They're going to be putting a freeze on people getting promotions and pay rises um, for all employees, so it wasn't made clear at the time whether that was going to be for the superstars as well. Um, but you know, if everybody's pretty pissed off, potentially, you know, there could be something around that as well. But yeah, interesting one. Um, you know, we've heard a lot of stuff, you know, from Raw, from SmackDown, behind the scenes of people kind of being unhappy or a bit of unrest. But to hear that the anger levels were, you know, at an all-time high makes you think, you know, mm, <laughs> some shit's going down. So, what do you think? What do you think of this? Yeah, I mean, it's all speculative. All speculative, but you know when you you can see the the surprising number of signings that we we've had over the last few days with WWE, and this is not too long after um, 
a number of releases as well. You know, it it seems they're kind of erratic over what they can spend money on and what they can't. Um, because I believe, like, they're looking at the performance center roster. This is one of the biggest they've had in a long time in terms of people they've signed, and that costs money. So when you then tell an existing, uh, and I'll, I'll say talent and crew so far, like you say, there's no official stance on the superstars themselves. But if, when you're telling talent and crew that you know you're putting a freeze on you know certain element like bonuses and, and promotions and stuff it, it, it i can see that being massively irksome especially the way they've been the last like you understand like belt tightening don't you when we, you know we're going through the pandemic and and you know things have to change and i think a lot of people are, like they'd wear that as unhappy as they would be about it but when you can see them spending a ton mm. of money elsewhere as well and also obviously um moving the streaming platform over to peacock which is um beneficial to them financially i would imagine as well because obviously there's a cost of running the WWE network will suddenly be gone as well. So you, you think, well, you know, you've allegedly made record profits. You have released a ton of people and you clearly have the money to spend on new people. So yeah, it feels like a bit of a kick in the teeth for them really. So I, I get why. They, yeah. They it's interesting be because annoyed. obviously I don't think they do, you know, promotions and stuff, especially for the, the superstars. Um, you know, <laughs> I need to like, that's, that's WWE talking at the superstars for the wrestlers. Damn it. Um, you know, they don't really do that ever so often. The only thing um, <laughs> I can potentially, um, think could be impacted here is there's obviously the WrestleMania payday. Where if you get on the WrestleMania card, you get significantly more kind of um, cash. Maybe mm. they're just not going to be bumping that up or something this year. I, I don't know. It's all kind of it's all a bit of conjecture, isn't it? We don't really know for sure. But based off the fact that that meeting took place around that, it would seem you know pretty in keeping <laughs> with the the tone. And that's I think is right to to sort of think towards wrestlemania and maybe there is something to that because obviously we're, we're now on the road to wrestlemania and you know everything's gearing towards those big matches and setting those big matches up so um it's going to be in everyone's mind and you know you assume financially they, that would have come up as a question so um while it is speculative mm. I, th- I can see your point there an interesting indeed. one indeed carl so speaking <laughs> of interesting we have one davy boy mm-hmm. smith jr uh, who we are particular indeed. fans of carl uh, the whole family, to be honest, you know, absolute legends, right? But as we, as a lot of people know, I, th- I want to say, correct me if I'm wrong, Carl, roughly, was it 2011 off the top of my head? He, he was with, or he was probably before that, actually, I think he was released in 2011 mm-hmm. with WWE. But he has previously been with WWE um, as part of yeah. the New Heart Foundation, I believe. Apologies if I got the, the faction name wrong. We had a few of them. Um, and obviously then... After his release, went off to to the likes of MLW, which he's most recently been signed to. Uh, been over to Japan, certainly sort of expanded his 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 sort of career and his experience in that sense. And rumor has it from the man himself that uh, he's been in talks with WWE. Notably, one of the mentions was um, appearing on NXT UK. Um, now, when this was mentioned, he basically said, like, obviously the current COVID situation has put a stop to that. Um, so that wouldn't be happening anytime soon. But you've got to consider, you know, he lives in Tampa Bay, I believe. He lives quite near um, where NXT have set up shop. So could he appear on the US NXT, the the normal, the usual NXT? Um, and, you know, it seems heavily suggested that there is some mm. sort of deal in the works. Um, and it'd be interesting to see, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Carl, like, how, did he get a, a, a solo run at all in WWE? On his no, nothing time? major, really. Because I know he was teamed with he was teamed with the likes of um, yeah Tyson. Uh, was yeah, it, it was it was Sorry, Tyson Kidd. Yeah, I nearly forgot his name for a second. Tyson Kidd. Um, but I don't recall him having a solo run. So I, I, for me, I'd be really intrigued seeing him, especially the 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 sort of. I'm not saying he was particularly green, 
back then he obviously had a fair bit of experience but he, he was only 21 at the time like he's definitely a lot more experienced in the in the biz now and obviously everything that's happened over the over the years you know he did team with uh, Teddy Hart he did team with Brian Pillman and he, he sort of due to circumstances with um, Teddy taking some time out and Brian obviously going over to AEW he's, he's had this sort of singles career uh, with MLW and uh, well other places as well to be fair but um I'd be, I'd, but for me, I'd be really intrigued seeing them have some time. I, I think it'd be main roster worthy. I don't know. People always uh, look at NXT now, don't they? They're another brand. They're not a developmental roster. I personally don't agree with that, but there you go. Uh, I'd love to see them on Raw or SmackDown myself, but NXT is a, is a really good starting point. It'd be a good shot in the arm for, for them as well. Yeah. What you make of so this for me, um, I think the same as you. So I was surprised initially. Um, I was definitely surprised by the NXT NXT UK shout because I know obviously he's um, you know Davy's son, but you know he's Canadian. So uh, you know I, I get the kind of you know nostalgia factor, but he's a you know big enough star to the point where you would want to use him on one of your main shows. And I agree with you. I, I would have expected to see him get called straight up to the main roster. But on the other hand, you know something similar happened with Drew McIntyre, didn't it, when he came back after his absence he went back to nxt and then you know look where he is now so i guess it's not necessarily mm. a um you know a stumbling block or anything like that if he does show up in, in nxt you know they, they could potentially you know fast forward him to the main roster but yeah i would like to see him have a, a main roster room thing is for me like yeah i think the reality of it is like all due respect to everyone on on the nxt brand but the they seem to pull in characters to help draw eyes to nxt and then they draw in characters to be developed on NXT. And I think he's one of those candidates, you know, where he's 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 on NXT to help draw eyes to it, not for any other reason. Like, you know, he's not, and again, all due respect to him, he's not Austin mm-hmm. Theory, you know what I mean, who's there to to develop. He's he, He'd be there for, for eyes drawn, similar to, like, the way Karrion Cross has come in. You know, he's really well known on the indies. He's come into WWE, and they know what he is. They know the talent he is, but he's not on the main rosters because it, it's mm-hmm. a good draw for NXT. So I, I can see the logic in what they're doing, but I don't know. It's, it, it, for, because, of the, because it is a developmental talent in, in my mind, I'm straight away like, we want to see him on the big shows. We want to see him on, on Raw and, and SmackDown and, and the big show. <laughs> But you know, I don't want to see him on the big show. <laughs> you keep that one but, to yourself. Uh, <laughs> but um, but no, it, nevertheless, I um, as much as like um, you know, we do fanboy over AEW, and you know, you could go, oh, it'd be nice to see him in AEW. I, I would mark out if we saw him appear on WWE. Yeah, yeah it's, it's one of them, isn't it? You know, the legacy and stuff of of Davey, and obviously he's going into the Hall of Fame and and all that good stuff as well. You know, yeah, it's just that's the thing. I mean, this is WWE is what. That's where his dad made his fame. It just feels a lot more. Yeah, fitting, I'd agree with that. I think this is potentially not not even the exception. Um, you know, to people going to AEW, but I think it just it would feel, you know, it would feel right, wouldn't it? Him being in WWE. So I'd love to see it. Exactly. Yeah, I think it it'd feel like definitely. the right move. Definitely. Um. So after that, you know, potentially good bit of news. Unfortunately, we've got a bit of somber news um, for the next one. So, um, Braun Strowman. Um, obviously we saw him he's been he's been absent for a while um, you know he had the whole suspension angle going down um, but we saw him make a return just prior to the Royal Rumble and he did obviously show up in the Royal Rumble match um, but he's actually revealed uh, that he's been out of action since the Rumble because he's had a pretty serious um, infection in his bloodstream so um, it's it's effectively caused him to drop mm. like over a stone like 15 pounds in, in five days Um so it, it looks like a pretty nasty 
infection. Obviously, it's such an unfortunate time. And, you know, I don't really mm. know the real reason why he's been off TV for so long anyway. But for, for him to kind of come back for SmackDown straight into the Rumble. Yeah. Now this. Well, I, I struggle to recall it now, but I feel like, was he off for some sort of surgery or to recover from some sort of injury? But it was nothing scary, but like that's why right. he was having some time. Um, and he was looking well when he come back in the Rumble, to be fair. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, super unfortunate timing, but also a super kind of scary, you know, thing to have a, a bloody infection with your blood. So, you know, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's not no, something you definitely not. Often, so, you know, hopefully he's uh, he gets over that pretty quickly and, and, you know, we get to see him see him again soon. And, yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it's it's it's. <laughs> So One way to stay shredded, do. isn't it? <laughs> Wish him a speedy recovery. <laughs> but, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, we could. Fair, yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully we'll uh, we'll we'll see him soon, and, and yeah, he gets better. Indeed. Um, well, to be honest, it's one of them. Like that isn't something I'll I'll contribute all too much on there, mate. As I say, it's just hopefully speedy recovery for him. So um, if we move on to the next one, Carl, which will be um, amongst the number of signings that WWE have made. Um, two names have stuck out. Now, one of them doesn't mean a lot to me, and I don't know if it'll mean a lot to you, Carl. And he was a he was a big star in Evolve, which obviously was bought out ultimately by WWE. And mm-hmm. this was Harlem Bravado. I believe he was part of a, a, tag, a notable tag team in Evolve. Now, sadly, I didn't watch a lot of Evolve when it was the, its own thing, um, so I couldn't tell you too much about him. But he's certainly a notable name um, for anyone who followed, uh, and, a, and a, it sounds like a very good coup for, for WWE. Um, but the other name, Carl is one that uh, is is quite notable, even if you don't watch Impact, and that's mm. Taya Valkyrie. And that is because, as I understand it, she is the she was the longest-standing knockout champion. She's had a, a stellar career with Impact. Um, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, Carl, but I believe, isn't she with uh, old Johnny Morris? Ah, I, didn't, I didn't actually know that, to be fair. I'd say you're breaking the news even for me. Could be wrong. I could be wrong there, Carl. But I, I, I think... She's with uh, John Morrison, so you go, well, okay, that makes a bit of sense. But, um, but she's, like, um, I dare say, and I don't want no disrespect to the others, I think she's probably the biggest signing WWE have made in the current run of um, mm. performance centre signings, you know. Uh, what, do you make of, um, what do you make of these two? Yeah, these so I think in terms of the first one, um, Bravado, um, yeah, I don't really know too much about the guy, to be fair. So, um, you know, uh, not too much to comment on. But obviously, um, Taya Valkyrie is a, it's quite a coup, I guess. Um, I'd imagine she would be going... And you know, remaining on NXT as opposed to going straight up to the the main roster, um, just because of how kind of. You know, I think though, I do agree with you there. That's probably what's going to happen. But you know, I, I, is it just me? And this might be an unfair statement because, you know, comparatively they've still got a better women's roster than than most other promotions. But like, I feel like we could do with some fresh faces on the main cards on SmackDown and and, and Raw. Is that just me, or is it just feeling <laughs> well, yeah, a bit that we just way? had Charlotte back. Everybody wants to see Charlotte every two minutes. Um, <laughs> all Charlotte TV. but no like do you know what I mean I feel like we're, we're getting the same faces more often and I know they've got a fair roster so I don't want to be unfair to it but I don't know I just feel like I'm seeing a lot of the mm. same stuff at the minute and it'd be nice to see some new new faces come along and challenge like the likes of Bailey and Sasha Banks and, and even Charlotte let's get her in some new yeah matches. definitely I think um, do you know, I know I think it's more of a fact that they don't know what to do with them anymore like obviously we had the whole women's revolution we did a whole segment on it talking about you know how night and day it's been um the kind of current product versus the the older stuff but really i i don't think they've kind of kept attraction with that you know since the whole evolution pay-per-view and kind of the stuff with becky lynch and things like that i feel like the, the women's stuff's just an afterthought at the minute um yeah. especially without charlotte being there for a while so yeah, yeah i don't know i i feel like she'd probably it's going to be better for her if she does go to NXT because if she goes to the main roster, they're just, you know, 
other than now maybe with Bianca Belair and, and with Sasha on SmackDown, I feel like they're just it's it's just sucks across um, both Raw and SmackDown really. It's it's just crazy though because like I'm I'm looking at it now top of my head and you might you might do the same you might you might call me back on this and go well you know Raw has these people but like I'm looking at NXT going right so we've got the likes of uh, Ember Moon, Tony Storm. We've got um, Io Shirai being the champion. Uh, Rhea may have just moved. We're not too sure yet. We've got Shotty Blackheart. Um, we've got the likes of um, potentially Taya Valkyrie coming in. Um, we've got both Gonzalez and Martinez. There's just a ton mm-hmm. of women's talent there. And you go, well, why? Like, as much as I enjoy seeing them on NXT, why aren't they being sort of moved to the other rosters? Because I feel like NXT's women's roster is way more I know, stacked. It's than crazy. The I think, um, you know, the fact that we've got these okay. women's tag titles and stuff and they're not really knowing what to do. You know, because we've got a lot of um, talent there, to be fair, but they're just they're just floundering because they've got nothing for them. It's like the whole thing with Peyton Royce. Um, they broke up the Iconics and they were going to make a, a singles run for her and just change the mm. mind. You know, they gave Liv a, a, a bit of a singles run, then changed the mind and put her back in the tag team. It's just, they just, <laughs> they can't, they don't. At least they put her back in the same tag team. Peyton's been tag team with like six or seven different people now. Um, and, and obviously everything's going on with Lacey <laughs> now. Like she, you know, she, she's just doing nothing, is she? And then obviously you've had um, Thingy uh, Naomi come back after how long? And obviously we, we were we were made up to see that at the Rumble. And they put her in a tag team with Lana. And it's like, are you fucking shitting yeah. me? So uh, you know, know, it's probably. <laughs> It's yeah. It's, it's I just you just see such a stacked women's roster and go. This you could really do something with this. That tag scene could be awesome. You know the title scene in every title scene could be awesome. Like there's there's plenty of talent there. But I think I feel like considering we've not long had the superstar shakeup, but they didn't include NXT, so that probably didn't help. Um, you know we we could do a shaking <laughs> it up. Could. Huh? We certainly could. Anyway, I digress there. So, um, say a Valkyrie, yeah, yeah <laughs> cool. and and some other guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the next one um, pertains to the Spanish god himself, Sammy Guevara. Um, so, spoilers if you have not seen Dynamite this past week, um, but Sammy has left the inner circle. Um, but apparently, um, we found out that there may be a little bit of beef potentially between himself and Tony Khan. So the original plan was to go off the back of him leaving the inner circle. They planned to bring him over to Impact for a short run um, as and kind of bring him into one of the angles over there. So they kind of scheduled everything up. Um, and then basically um, it just didn't happen and he ended up getting pulled from the show. Now there's been a lot of stuff going back and forth on, you know, the reasons why or why not, um, you know, but there was some stuff around. Um, he was meant to fly to Nashville the day before and then that didn't happen. And then his, his flight got rescheduled to be arriving in the um, for the TV just a few hours before it was set to air. So that could have been the reason. Um, but yeah, I think basically what it's alluded to is initially everyone was on board with it, but then Sammy'd had some thoughts and being like, well, is this the right thing to do You know, with my character now that um, I've left the inner circle? Do I want to just rock up on Impact and take part in some kind of something that feels a little bit thrown together just for like a couple of weeks? So I think... Um, yeah, he's basically decided that's not right uh, for him or, or, or what he wants to kind of do. But if, if you believe some of some of the reports on Impact this week, obviously I didn't watch it, but we got to see um, a new member of the faction, Decay, which was a Black Taurus. So apparently a lot of people are speculating that that would have been Sammy in that position, which wouldn't have made any sense because it's kind of a, a gothic stable. Right. Um, so you can kind of see why <laughs> he wouldn't uh, want to kind of go ahead with it if that was the plan. But... Um, yeah. You know, there's been a lot of kind of speculation that him and Tony are kind of had a bit of a disagreement there. But um, you know, the relationship between AEW and Impact is apparently still 
golden, as it's been described. So, yeah, interesting one. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, it's a bit of a strange one, isn't it? Like, um, that's not... Like, you wonder whether Sammy's foolish enough to actually do that, because, like, we've not had official statements from Tony or Sammy or anything on the matter. Um, I believe we, like, we are, we do know he was meant to, or he was flying out there or whatever. Um, but, like, I don't know, you know, when you've got, well, you've, you know, you've had your, you've had your controversies since you've joined the company, you know, you, you've gone through that suspension and so on like that, but you think it'd be, now it'd be the time to keep your head down. So, you know, arguing over what's sort of best for his character and again, by all means, if you if you truly believe in what you do, and I'm not saying don't fight for your character, but at the same time, it's like I don't know. I would have thought he probably wouldn't want to come in the crosshairs of uh, uh, Tony Khan at this mm. point in time. Do you know what I mean? So it seems like a bit of a bit of a strange move to make. Yeah. Um, I mean, career-wise, doesn't it? Because uh, don't get me wrong. From, from all accounts, he's no Vince McMahon. He's not going to fire him just for like you know getting his peripheral <laughs> vision or something. But um, I don't know. I just. You know, it just doesn't feel like a very smart move, and it just you know when you go that hopefully there's more to it than than what we're hearing. It's just like, well, I don't I don't like that idea, so I'm not going to show up. Because even even the way you go about it, arguably, it's like, well, you were meant to show up and you didn't, or or whichever, however it's gone about. Yeah, I mean, to be, the best, th- there's it? been contrasting reports. So there's a couple um, of reports saying that effectively that it was Jericho who came up with this angle um, for Sammy to go there. Um, and basically Sammy sent a text message to the Impact officials saying he wasn't happy with the creative direction, and then they texted Tony and Chris, and Chris was like, what the hell? He texted Don Callis and and said, well, what's going on? And then they decided not to put him on the show, but Sammy had already flown to Nashville, and then Chris Jericho texted him and was like, yeah, don't don't bother, just go home. (laughs) It sounds like just a big, massive kind of fuck-up, really, in terms of how it's all come about. (laughs) No. Maybe conversations you could have had. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, you know, I think you're right. There's not been any kind of official statement from either Tony Khan or, you know, Sammy as as of this, um, you know, this show right now. So, you know, it'd be unfair for us to speculate any further than what, what you know, has been reported on. So, yeah, hopefully just a case of cross wires and or they decided to nix the angle and hopefully there's no heat on Sammy and him and Tony are, are fine off the back of it. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, I mean, there's always this very slight possibility. It's <laughs> well, all that is possible. <laughs> so, speaking of works, Carl, this next one definitely isn't a work. Now, the, the next one I've got for you is um, Casey Catanzaro has apparently been receiving a bit of criticism from her fans over Twitter um, because she's, she, you know, she, do you know what she's done, Carl? Do. You know what she's done? She's done just the, the worst thing you could possibly imagine a person would do. She didn't wear a mask when she was in a <laughs> restaurant. Yeah. Just Jesus, I mean that's just it's unbelievable. But uh, no, joking aside, obviously I get it. You know the uh, a lot of people and the whole mask thing is very controversial. A lot of people are very skittish about what's going on at the minute. But um, and obviously the rules work different in different countries, guys. So uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. But um, I believe Casey even pointed this out. So obviously she's been photographed or whatever. Um, uh, or potentially a video, but either way, it highlights the fact that she weren't wearing a mask in this restaurant. And by all accounts, that is the case in Florida. They don't, if they're sat down having the meal, they don't need to wear a mask, which makes sense. That's kind of how this country had it before they went, actually, you're not going out your house at all. <laughs> um, so part of me is because we're used to that sort of rule, and I'm looking at it like, well, yeah, I mean, she's got to be able to eat and drink, so I don't, I don't really see the issue. And, hmm. you know, I suppose some people are going, well, she walked in a restaurant without a mask and stuff like that, and I don't, I don't know how true all that is. But, you know, she's come out and she said, look, you know, she does take it seriously. She, that That isn't her, like, sort of ignoring what's going on. You know, she she has a hand sanitizer. She wears a mask when she needs to wear a mask. 
Um, she's tested every other week for her job. You know what I mean? She can't be any more safe than she's been. But nevertheless, um, she sadly has been taking that much grief on Twitter from all this that she's uh, she's now deactivated her Twitter account as a result. But um, yeah, obviously, people they like to uh, they like to push and push until uh, until they get some sort of results. But it's one of them. I th- I think well, you know, she she said her piece and whether they agree with it or not, that that was that. Do you know what I mean? But here we are. She's now no longer on Twitter for the foreseeable. Yeah. What do you make of it, Carl? It's a bit of I mean, it's a bit of a shame, isn't it? All this kind of stuff, like people bullying and bombarding somebody. You know, it's someone's took a picture and obviously that goes up online or whatever, or a video, whatever it was that came out, and then that can be taken out of context, or you know, people can look at that and draw their own conclusions or opinions. You know, she's come out and addressed it and said that you know she wore the mask all times she needed to, followed all the protocols. She's obviously can't wear a mask while she's eating. So, you know, if she's obviously telling the truth and that that is all, you know, as it is and she's following all the protocols, then, you know, you can't, well, what more can she do? Do you know what I mean? Just because someone yeah. <laughs> makes makes a story out of nothing. Um, it's just a shame, isn't it, unfortunately? that For me as well, I'm like, I'm looking at the situation like, you know, we've had people in this country literally protesting outside of hospitals because they are anti- anti-mask. So in the grand scheme of like controversies and problems, I don't really class hers as one. Do you know what I mean? It's like mm. she went for a meal and maybe could have put a mask or took a mask off sooner or whatever. But like there are people who are actively like massively against it. Mm-hmm. So like why are we why are they trying to go to war with someone who's like already said like she does everything she can to be safe? You know what I mean? Yeah. No. Hey ho. <laughs> Not gonna delve too far down this rabbit hole. Nope, no. Nope. Speaking of people delving, Anthony, too far down rabbit holes. <laughs> Do you remember Lil Bow Wow? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I remember when he was like this big. Yeah, Lil Bow Wow. He was in um, in Like Mike, wasn't he? Who's was him, wasn't he? Um, was he in Like Mike? I know he was in, um, wasn't it him who was in Tokyo Drift? Oh, I don't know. That was Lil Bow Wow, I don't know. I, I definitely, he might have just been Bow I remember him from Like Mike because uh, quite like that film, to be fair. But he's also a rapper and he's not Lil anymore, so he's just Bow Wow. You know, if you're going to change your name from, yeah. you just change it all together, wouldn't you? Because Bow Wow's pretty shit. But anyway, um, he has actually he's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it connects to his is it Does his it? uncle? I want to say uncle. Uh, okay, uncle Snoop. Okay. Uncle Snoop. Might be uncle uncle. Waffle. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going with uncle. I don't know how he's related to Sasha, but Snoop, he's part of the family. Snoop is everyone's uh, uncle. I think he's, uncle. he's everyone's cool uncle. Anyway, that's why I like to think. Um, but no, so uh, Bow Wow um, has said that. <laughs> Once he drops his latest album, after all that, um, he's planning on getting in the ring um, training with Rikishi, the WWE Hall of Famer himself. Um, so apparently he's going to have a go at... See, I've, heard, I've heard he's a bad man, you know. <laughs> he did it for Snoop Dogg. Um, no, so, um, yeah, he's basically said that, it, you know, once he releases his next album, his plans are he's going to focus on acting and pro wrestling. Um, so... Basically, a lot of people have kind of been like, "What? You want to you want to be a pro wrestler? That's insane!" I think even WWE have got it on it themselves, um, and there's been loads of stuff flying around on Twitter and different exchanges and so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, he basically has said that he's going to go and train with Rikishi um, ahead of you know trying to get ready for the WWE. Can he tag WWE in it? So whether that means you know it's the kind of thing WWE would do, isn't it? You've got all these fucking you know, guys working their asses off in the performance centre, trying, and then you know, bow wow, go and do some training for about a month, and they'd be like, "Yeah, you're in WrestleMania now, getting the payday." So, um, you know, it's the kind of thing that would happen. Yeah. You're gonna <laughs> oh shit! We've got Imagine. <laughs> oh no! Imagine that happens. Um, <laughs> Life's great question: <laughs> dog versus bunny. Uh, I love it. <laughs> 
<laughs> dog always wins. Um, yeah, it's definitely going to be some sort of celebrity match. To, I I actually hope that he like they take him seriously on that, and like he's going to do some training, and he wants to like do a bit more in the ring than just do like a gimmicky, you know, super like you know superstar actor kind of thing rocking up on the show. Mm. You know what I mean? I hope it's a bit more than that, but. Well, I'm just reading like through some of the be. tweets now, and he has actually been interacting with Damien Priest. Um, so, hmm. <laughs> nice. Yeah, wonder I if he'd wonder. interact with us. Get him on the show. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, interesting one. Something I did oh, not cool. expect to see uh, in the news today. Bow Wow is going to go to WWE as a wrestler. 2021? Yeah. It's just <laughs> 2021, guys. That's what it has. More big dogs, bad bunnies, <laughs> Bow Wow. That's, that's a shirt. I like it. <laughs> so Carl speaking of more signings and this one will be a giveaway because he rocked up on, on mm-hmm. Vengeance Day which we'll be talking about but my next one Carl is one Eli Drake has officially signed and showed mm-hmm. up on NXT so he now goes under the um, the name LA Knight um, so I'm not sure I get it's one of them typical WWE things they probably want to own the name so that you can't go by Eli Drake despite being you know, very well known as Eli Drake. Um, but he made it very clear, and we will talk about it on Venus Day. Not only did he rock up, um, and for those who aren't familiar with the name Eli Drake, he was former M- uh, Impact and, I believe, NWA as well. Uh, so he's quite well known on on the, the smaller promotions. But uh, he's made it very clear that he's going to be coming for the mm-hmm. North American title. So, um, again, spoilers, and we will talk about it, but that will be Gargano, mm-hmm. most likely, unless anything happens quickly before that. But currently, as it stands, he's looking at Gargano. So... Interesting to say the least, Scott. What do you make of Mr. Drake? Did you ever see him? I know you had some time where you enjoyed uh, Impact, so you uh, haven't seen him no. there. Uh, I did see him for NWA, um, like what on the one or two episodes okay. that I tried to tried to dip into. All but right, okay, okay. No, I don't really know too much about the guy, but I thought um, I thought the way he just kind of rocked up at uh, Vengeance Day and um, fucking Stu Bennett or you know Wade Barrett, wherever he's called himself now, it's just like what? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, it was interesting. So good way to make your little debut. Yeah, I must admit, like, um, I don't know, I quite enjoyed it. It wasn't just like, uh, I, I don't know, everything gets a little bit routine when you've been watching wrestling long enough, but it wasn't just like a rock up and randomly attack mm. X person, you know what I mean? He just turned up and made his intentions clear and had a bit of banter. Um, and again, one thing that you never know about with uh, with talent coming in is, is Mike skills, and obviously he's a well-established wrestler anyway, but it's nice to see him have that sort of back and forth and prove that he, prove that he can, or potentially can go yeah, on the mic as well, which is good. So another, 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 another signing. Signing. signings everywhere. But, I'll be honest, Carl. It might be worth asking WWE if they'll sign you because right now they're, they're signing. I mean, it's gonna be worth a shot. I'll I'll fight Bow Wow. Let's do it. Make it happen. Um, <laughs> so the, you know, apparently I would make it though, Anthony, because according to a lot of people, such as the Undertaker, the current product is soft, and the latest to weigh in on this is the one and only Goldberg. So he was interviewed um, on Corey Graves's um, podcast, I think it was after the bell. Um, and basically he said he's been getting a lot of shit himself, you know, comments from people saying, you know, he's coming back, doing one or two matches a year, and these people don't don't forget what he had to go through in order to, to earn the spot that he's got now, um, you know, and he says he's one of the luckiest guys in the world, but yeah, basically he believes comparatively the business is soft, but it's in 2021, so things have got to change and things have got to be different. So obviously, <laughs> okay, um, he probably, I mean, to be fair, Okay, so um, Goldberg rocks off and says the business is soft after like you know nearly collapsing for having three minutes in the ring with McIntyre. Yeah, that that proves I mean, he's really proved that point, hasn't he? 
you can't really take much much of what Goldberg says <laughs> seriously, can you? Because before he goes on any kind of podcast, before he goes, you know, anywhere, even if he goes to the local shops, he's got a headbutt, you know, a door twenty times first until he bleeds. So, you know, you can't really trust what's going on inside there. Yeah. But um, he basically he he elaborated <laughs> on it a little bit more, oh. and he said, you know, the times are quite different than they were back back then. People are soft. People take offence to things way too quickly. Get a li- you know, they need to get a little thicker skin. Boys and girls, that's all I can say. You know, when legends come in, and I was in the business in the beginning, I was greatly appreciative of the eyes they brought to the product. And one day, these young kids are going to be just like me. And I hope that karma comes back to bite them in the ass. That's all I can say. Because at 54, I don't know one of them that could be doing what I do. I love it. <laughs> so, didn't pull any punches, to be fair. <laughs> But that at fifty four, you don't think at fifty four they could rock up and get winded pretty quickly. Like, no offense, Goldberg, you're in better shape than I'll ever be. But let's be honest, right? There's some really talented guys there, and you're just dismissing a fuck ton of them for just because you're petty about the fact that some of them weren't too happy that you inserted yourself in the title scene and weren't willing to put over younger talent. And I can guarantee when he's talking about the legends back in his day, they weren't there to fuck mm-hmm. him over, right? That wasn't how they rolled. They were there to help them. Like he, he hasn't mentioned any of that. And correct me if I'm wrong, because I know Hogan was like that type of guy where he's like, no, it's all about me. But um, I don't know. I, I, I just think he's totally off base. I, I think sadly, and Undertaker's my favorite wrestler, and I think he was totally mm. off base calling the product soft. Um, which, while I'm ranting, it leads me into the next one, Carl, because Cena very much disagrees with Taker's comments and obviously Goldberg's comments, um, because Cena's basically said that. And I agree with Cena's view on it uh, quite a lot, actually, because he said it's it's a different era. He said it's like he said Undertaker himself has seen and been in various different eras, and um, not he didn't explicitly say it, but he sort of made the point that like Undertaker didn't sort of have these complaints when we moved out of the Attitude Era into the Ruthless Aggression and reality, and he was still working. It's like the product's soft mm. now; he's not there. Do you know what I mean? And it's not like the Ramblings of interesting point because like like he was quite. An- important character taker in certainly the ruthless aggression era because he was still on there regularly i think he was world mm-hmm. champ a couple of times during that time as well but he was hell pushing it into into new hands and you know cena's got a point it hasn't we get really caught up as fans in the attitude era we're currently in that nostalgic bit where like that was the best time for wrestling and that was probably when it was at its biggest but that wasn't there was plenty of eras before that you know it wasn't it hasn't wasn't like attitude all the way up until it went for no soft. exactly it doesn't work like that so Cena's point is like it's not soft, mm. it's different. It's a different time for different people, uh, and it doesn't discredit. And to be fair to Cena, I think he sort of suggested it's like it's probably just a poor choice in words more than anything else from Taker. Like he doesn't mean it quite the way it sounds potentially, but like yeah, it's it's such a shame. Like referring to it, it's like oh they're soft, they're all soft today. Like Goldberg's <laughs> comment especially like saying oh yeah they, they take offense too easy. It's like. Uh, to be fair, like back in your day, you were ending oh, people's yeah. careers, Goldberg, without much of a care in the world. I wonder why people get offended. <laughs> Do you know what? I think it's even it's even sadder, unfortunately, anyway. to take it, in my opinion, because I don't even think he thinks the product today is soft. I think he's referring to talent, because the only stuff he mentioned was like, you know, people playing video games backstage and stuff like that. And it's like, right. But the fact is, we're in a PG, we're in the PG era at the moment. Yeah. It, it's a, it's not a, you know, TV 14 mature thing anymore so obviously it's <laughs> i love though i love that it's like they're playing video games backstage and that's him thinking the sonic like, they're not backstage like <laughs> chugging whiskey and rolling dice like we used to do like yeah yeah funny that <laughs> isn't it just mm. yeah I, I don't get it like strange it, video games has made it a fucking fortune <laughs> as well they should respect them damn it only because i played video games 
all the time. So <laughs> I'm not so. I love it. Personal, <laughs> personal angle. On. Anyway, um, and so Anthony, <laughs> what, the yeah, last I, one it, wait, we've got, um, unless any more have cropped up while we've been talking. The last one is well, the, the only thing I do want to mention. Like um, Big Cass has actually come out and uh, he said uh, that he totally agrees with Taker and that the the product of that uh, he's got only one way to describe it. <laughs> And he's going to spell it out for us. <laughs> Love it. Love sorry, it. I had to Love throw it. that. <laughs> um, anyway, so speaking of people who are soft, I'm joking. Um, so this is a <laughs> this is this is a bit of bit of a shame, really. Um, if if it is you know is true, it's not a work or anything like that. But um, so Arn Anderson said um, on his latest coaches' corner that after the match that Cody had um, on Dynamite this week, teaming up with. Um, with Lee Johnson, he says that he's uh, suffered a slight tear of his left rot- uh, rotator cuff. Um, so his, his current status is TBD. Now, Cody also put on Twitter just the, the injured emoji as well. So not ideal um, when they're trying to build up to a big thing that they've been trying to make happen for ages with fucking Shaq. So obviously it was going to be Shaq and Jade Cargill against Cody and Brandy, and then Brandy got pregnant, and then they've managed to shoehorn Red Velvet into the situation, and now Cody's potentially fucked. So, what's going to happen now? Is it just going to be Shaq and Jade Cargill beating the shit out of Red Velvet? Cody's um, Cody's going to come out and uh, he's going to cut a promo with such confidence that he can beat Shaq with one arm tied behind his back. That's exactly what he's going to do. <laughs> and then there you go. So it's... they'll make they'll make it that kind of stiff. I mean, it, it's a Cody match, so you know it's going to be overbooked somehow, isn't it? <laughs> um, so <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, hopefully. You know, to get to get back onto you know being serious about it, if um, if he has injured himself, obviously that is a massive blow. I don't know what the recovery time is for, you know, tearing a rotator cuff. Um, but you know, hopefully, do you know? I really hope, and you know that they're not going to play it up rather than anything else. So they are probably playing it down. But I really cling on to the whole thing of them going. It's a slight mm. tear, a slight tear. You go, okay, that sounds that sounds manageable. Maybe we can deal mm. with this. So um, like you say, hopefully the recovery time. Well, it's one of them. Too, I hope. Too scary. Um, well, I hope it's not too serious, and I can definitely see Cody trying to fight through it for, you know, the Shaq match. But maybe he might be going away after that for a little bit if if it is more serious. But you know, whatever the the severity of it, hopefully he's um, he's healed up and back on the men soon. It's interesting you say that, you know, because like thinking about it, like we could end up and purely speculation, but we could end up if he's going to have to have some time after the Shaq match. If we can get the Shaq match done, he's going to have to have some time off. Um, it might be for a good while because then um, presumably by the time he's finished recovering, um, Brandy will be mm. near enough to you as well, and they'll want some time off with the baby. So we could we could have an AEW without Cody for a good while, you know. Oh, that'll be interesting. Think about it. Be interesting. Mm. Will be very interesting. Sorry, <laughs> just needed to. Well, that's it. That is it for the ringside report, Anthony. This week. That's we the ringside it. report. We did it. Indeed. It was indeed. What a fun one it was. So, shall we have some uh, some you know? commercial breaks some music some adverts some things and then come right on back with our uh, unique segment for this week to me see you after this you're watching or listening to a to the k a to the k a to the k a to the k these guys are awesome check it out check it out change your life You'll be thanking me later. 